0: The ball is dropping as scheduled in 15 seconds. It'll be the new year. 1996. 25 years ago, Bill Clinton was president. Michael Jordan ruled the NBA. Whoopi Goldberg hosted the Oscars. The Unabomber was finally captured. The Hoover Institute predicted global warming would benefit humanity. The Fox News Channel was born. And the Macarena was the biggest song in America. There's something else that happened, forgotten over time. It made mothers scream, children cry, and lots of people yell. People really yelled. A lot of people yelled. Your company has to be the shittiest. The names have been changed. The candies have not. The true story about a supermarket chain with no peeps do you know how many times a get asked, where are the peeps? Why do we have any peeps? Are the peeps here yet? The Easter with no peeps starts now. Where are my peeps? This is Cornucopia. of 1995, my life took a sudden turn for good. I'd been increasingly bored working at a natural food store in San Francisco's Castro District, when one of the distributors we worked with offered me a job as a sales rep, selling wholesale groceries to supermarkets. No, I wasn't Willy Loman or Uptake's Rabbit. Most of what I sold was preordained, servicing accounts, five supermarkets owned by Cala Foods, a small independent chain in San Francisco in the Bay. Depending on the store, I'd write orders two, three times a week, gourmet, ethnic, natural foods, as well as oddball items like Johnson's Floor Wax, rolling papers, chewing gum, and lots and lots of candy too. Little did I know that after working that job, when the first crocus bloomed and Christians gave up meat for Lent, I'd be returned back into the darkness. Actually, those fluorescent lights in supermarkets, they are really bright, really, really bright, but in my heart. The darkest place on earth. The saga began in August 95. Marlo, our new buyer, screwed up really badly. Didn't know our biggest chain out in the valley bought their candy somewhere else. He ordered way too much. Enough to fill a truck. 20 pallets worth of Halloween candy too much. With a few Thanksgiving items too. Black and orange M&Ms. Hershey's, Milky Ways, and lots of Snickers too with witches, skeletons, and ghosts to make it festive for the season and no returns allowed in wholesale, regardless of the reason. Big Candy was a stickler about the expiration dates. Something had to happen that wasn't left up to the fates. Some suggested sell it to a jobber and just write off the loss. But the sales manager decided not to, because he feared the boss. So instead of buying candy for each new holiday, the black and orange candy would have to be okay. No red and green at Christmas, black and orange there instead. Alongside Thanksgiving Hershey's wrapped in brown and gold. The mashup looks so bad, very little of it sold. At Valentine's, the mashup was the same, and no one really knew the disaster then unfolding that would soon come into view. Yeah, and I just have to let you know, by this time, it was beyond embarrassing. Black and orange, candy. Sure, we had some heart-shaped things, but really? And the other thing, it was screwing with our commission. Six weeks ahead of Easter, we built the plywood end caps for all the candy on display, stapled them with pastel ribbons to celebrate the day. Paper chicks with hats, bunnies wearing glasses, eggs and tulips too. Black and orange candy instead of those in pink and blue. Chocolate bunnies, jelly beans, and Easter baskets too. There was plastic grass and dyes for painting eggs, but not a single little peep in view. I lied at first, said they were backordered, but everybody knew. There'd be no peeps at Cala's stores, and there was nothing I could do. Just born, the manufacturer refused to sell us chicks. Our company was on credit hold, because of Marlowe's stupid tricks. And if you hadn't ordered peeps months and months before, there was no way at all to get them in your store. The Easter with no peeps will be right back. Don't go away. out our archives most are timeless well classics really well not really but as informative today as they were when they first posted check out our pilot episode the history of the supermarket and we bet you'll agree adios To the Easter There was an adage in the grocery trade that people like to say it was a joke that kind of helped to ease a lousy day. Not a bad job except for the customers and the managers too. Not all the managers were nasty, but as many people know, There were lots of little Caesars that screamed and yelled like they were snorting blow. This isn't some exotic fucking muesli with bird shit in it, okay, Matt? It's peeps. Peeps! Store managers had to work with us because their corporate office made it so. The chain was under contract with two more years to go. Managers would call me to the office... To get things off their chest. Matt from Youngs Matt. to the office. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Matt. Matt from Youngs to, the, the, office. Office. Matt. Matt. From young's to the office. Matt from Youngs. Matt Matt from Youngs to the from office to the office now. George at Sixth and Geary would yell at me the best. Just give me some fucking peeps. No one really liked him because he was so mean. He always had a hustle besides his work routine. Standing at the loading dock. George would always have a spiel. Russian vodka in the port of Oakland, that was priced to sell. While smoking camels and eating chicken, George would puff and yell. He always tried to make a deal. But no one joined him in his deals because he was so crude, and trying to enlist our help was the only time he wasn't rude. The other managers vented at me in private, but George was a special case humiliating me in public as he yelled into my face. He'd paged me to the office, with smoke still on his breath. Hey, Matt, from Young's to the office, Matt. Follow me, he said, pointing as he walked. I trailed him to the center of the store, which was where he always loved to squawk. His version of a public hanging to fully shame and bully me. Shoppers stopped and looked at items while pretending not to see. But the spectacle's so fabulous, no one could resist nasty George demeaning me. In all my fucking years selling crap, your company has to be the shittiest. Do you know how many times a day I get asked, Where are the peeps? Why don't you have any peeps? Are the peeps here yet? Jesus Christ, why is that hard? This isn't some fucking mucilly with bird shit, in it? Come on, Matt! Just give me some fucking peeps! I was riding to the chapel On Easter morning It was a bright and beautiful day After Easter, I was finally off the chopping block No one cared to yell about the missing candy flock Three times throughout the summer We put that candy on display But so little of it sold, Marlowe finally had his day. My last day selling groceries was a dark and stormy day. I wrote my order fast and was glad to get away. I hurried to get out of there before the rain came down real hard. But George was smoking on the loading dock and asked me for my card his vodka guy in Russia would take the candy off our hands. I told him I was quitting to call the office and deep inside me I was smiling to be rid of his demands. I heard that he got married to a woman who was nice and set up in the Delta selling California rice, that he had a bypass and was ashamed I thought it nice. In truth, I thought that he deserved it, and maybe even twice. Smoking all those camels, George finally paid the price. These days I don't eat candy, except for now and then. I'll never eat a peep or even a chocolate Easter hen. Some might think the moral of this story is something tried and true. Don't count your peeps before they're hatched. you might get yelled at too. But the moral of the story is far more dark than that. It's that sometimes life's a desperate maze and you're nothing but a rat. I hope I'm wrong and really who am I to say? To every rat there is a season and a day Or maybe yet, it's something simpler still that working in a grocery store can really make you ill. Peter Cottontail, you have shown great ingenuity, and therefore, (laughs) you have won the right to be official. Easter Bunny That's all There's nothing more to tell At least until the next time When we share another bit of grocery hell This is a true story But the names have been changed The candies have not The show was written and produced by me Matt Levine Thanks for listening We really appreciate it If you're new to this podcast, check out our archives. We do a wide variety of shows looking at the cult, culture, and business of food. We take a lot of different tacks. We like to think of ourselves as a little burgeoning acorn trying to do what Rolling Stone did for the music industry to the food industry, looking at it from a variety of different angles. And we really hope you'll spend some time looking at our past and future episodes. We're going to have a bonus episode talking to my ex boyfriend who was with me at the time and asking him what he remembers about that Easter with no peeps. In addition, we're looking for contributions to Grocery Hell. If you'd worked in the grocery business and you have your own hellish story, contact us at Twitter at Cornucopia Show, that's at Cornucopia Show, or via our website, cornucopiashow.com. For those of you that think spelling is hell, cornucopia is corn, U-C-O-P-I-A. Special thanks to the following Judith Bigum, Diego Goucher, Nancy Levine, Will Puckett, Scott Berkley, Mary J. Landon, Sam Valley, and finally Tommy Brown for the top and odd. And that's Tom, middle initial E, Brown. I'm Matt Levine. Thanks again. We'll see you in the grocery aisle.